Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Late Satisfaction 228 who says, Am I the asshole for refusing to help my stepdaughter with her baby? I, female 38, married my husband, Sam, male 47, five years ago. Sam always knew I did not want to have children of my own, and he was fine with it. He has a daughter, Leah, female 25. His wife died when Leah was 10 years old. I met him when she was 15. I didn't meet her till after a year of dating. She was a sweet young adult and we got along great. I did not move in with Sam till Leah left for college though. Leah got pregnant last year. Her boyfriend did not want to keep the baby, but she wanted to keep it. He broke up with her. Leah moved back in with us because she could not afford a lifestyle without him. She worked as a teacher and he was the breadwinner. I had concerns about how she was going to raise a child on a teacher's salary by herself. I suggested getting him to pay child support. She did not want that. Sam thought I should stay out of it. Fine. But once she had the baby around four months back, Leah seemed to realize having a baby is not the sunshine and rainbow she thought it was. She barely got any sleep during the last four months. All the while, Sam was helping her with the baby while I did almost all chores myself. Now her leave is ending. She did not want to leave baby at daycare or with a nanny. Sam and I both work as well. She asked if I could stay home with the baby. I said no. First, it is not my baby and I never wanted to raise a child. Second, I have work. She asked Sam who asked me to do it instead. I refused stating the reasons again. Sam couldn't stay home because he earned more than me and covered more bills. I asked why Leah can't stay home with a baby herself. She said how she was young and had to build a career. I said many people take breaks to raise kids and she broke down crying about how she was so tired all the time being a mum, and she needed something else in her life too. Sam feels bad for her and thinks we should help her. I suggested she pay for a nanny with her income but Leah doesn't want strangers looking after her baby. Both of them are pressuring me to stay home with the baby so she can go to work. I'm standing firm on my decision. Leah said yesterday how she wished her mum was alive since she would have had her back. She said, I didn't love her and my husband is also mad at me. Am I the arsehole for refusing to help my stepdaughter with her baby? Now your last line there to me just isn't true. You said, am I the arsehole for refusing to help my stepdaughter with her baby? You are helping. You allowed her to move in with you for one with the baby and you're doing all the chores around the house. So if no one else is doing them, you're picking up all this slack. And look, I totally understand it's difficult. To look after a baby it's tiring it's exhausting you was told to stay out of it which you did and in the end this was Leah's choice and she needs to take responsibility for the baby but difficult safe says not the arsehole she didn't ask you to help she asked you to pretty much give up your career and raise your step grandchild help would have been if she said 
Can you see about maybe watching a baby when my school has evening staff meetings? Or can you and dad work out your schedule so the baby spends his little time in daycare like doing a late start for work and drop her off on the way to work and I can pick her up after school? Many daycare centers give discounts to teachers because they know how hard they work and little they get paid. Also, once she knew she was going to keep the baby, that was when she should have started asking her co-workers and friends for childcare recommendations. I wouldn't say that to her now, as I'm sure she knows it. Explain to her that you are not refusing to help with your granddaughter, but that you need to focus on your career as well, and that you will help her come up with a plan. She needs to find reliable childcare for when she is teaching during the day, and I'm sure someone at the school can help her. She needs to get child support from her ex to help pay for the costs. It's his child too, and he can pay child support without having visitation rights. You and your husband should then sit down with her and figure out a good childcare option for when she is working and what emergency plans will be. If, say, she has to stay late or have a staff meeting or travel overnight for a conference, I can 100% guarantee you her late mother would agree with this. Also, don't take to heart what she is saying. Postpartum depression can be very difficult to cope with and I promise she still likes you and is just dealing with a lot right now. Stranger on Reddit says not the asshole. This is Leia's baby that she alone chose to have. That doesn't obligate you to change your life to suit her desires. The whole business of saying you don't love her because you won't quit your job to watch her baby is so manipulative and messed up that I'm shocked your husband is siding with her. If I were you, I'd sit down privately with your husband and remind him that Leia is one that chose to have this baby and she is solely responsible for it. That you never signed up to be a full-time babysitter and it's unreasonable to expect you to quit your job and that you are disappointed and hurt that he is not understanding of that. Le Petit says, not the arsehole. You were told to stay out of it. None of these choices are yours. She didn't want to get child support, etc. Now she's trying to leave you with all the consequences of her decisions. Stand your ground. You're not going to give up your career and raise someone else's child. You're going to be a free babysitter for most of the kid's life if you go down this path. And one more comment which says, not the arsehole. Your husband and Leia are acting like this baby was somehow part of your responsibilities. He's not. Not even a little bit. If Leia needs childcare, she has to trust the nanny or sacrifice her career for the baby. She can't guilt trip you into playing her role as a mother and giving up your job for someone else's child. Let her fend for herself and assume her responsibilities. Your husband to teach her to act like an adult instead of confusing you with a baby's dad or something. You don't have to be a stay-at-home mum for someone else's baby while the real mother builds her career. That's the sacrifice parents make, not you. She could have asked the father to be a stay-at-home dad, but he's no longer in the picture. Expecting this of a stepmother is way out of line. OP does update the post and says, First of all, thank you for the support. I needed it more than I realized. Your replies, advice, and suggestions gave me a lot to think about. I was taking the situation independently and not really seeing the whole picture. I had some tough conversations with my husband and stepdaughter. I showed my husband the post in replies. He was upset I posted this on social media, but I convinced him it's anonymous and we would not have any ramifications. The sad truth is, even with overwhelming number of not the assholes, he refused to see the point. He accepts that I have always been true about my boundaries, but he still needs me to step up and help out more. Be more understanding. I realize the fact is he sees his daughter as his baby girl, and me as the adult in the situation. So he needs me to act like an adult and support the child. I tried to make him realize she is not a child. She made her own decisions and she needs to be an adult. He says I won't get how a parent would feel and he needs to be there for her. I realized his long-term plan is to keep supporting her as long as he can and she wants it. To be frank, 
I sort of respect his stand. A father wanting to be there for his daughter and wanting to live for her is admirable. But that is not the life I envisioned. Loving grandmother that babysit occasionally? Sure. But raising Leia and her baby? Nope. Before we decided on anything extreme, we had a talk with Leia as well. To know what her plans are. We revisited the topic of child support and this time her dad was adamant to know why. The replies made him concerned, I think. But apparently the reason is Leia is still in love with him. She is scared pushing a court case and responsibility on him. One of the decisions she made will scare him away. She's still holding on to the hope that he will come back. We don't think she's being realistic, but have decided to table that talk since Sam is ready to fund the baby's life and child support can be demanded with back pay when she decides to follow up. We offered her multiple solutions, such as lesser work hours, career change, nanny, daycare. She did not accept any offer. She loves the school she works at and does not want to leave it. She claims reducing hours will impact her career trajectory, and since she wants to work, she might as well work full time. She does not want to leave baby with strangers, nanny and daycare, and is refusing to hear it. She wants her baby to grow up with family feeling loved and she can't be at peace unless she knows one of us is with the baby. Sam is refusing to cut down hours himself since he can't afford bills by himself. Let me clarify, he had refinanced this house to pay for her college education. He did not want her to have any loans. As suggested, we downsize from this three-bedroom house to a one-bedroom one we both can afford. He wanted to have space for his daughter. I understood that, but I couldn't afford to pay for it. We came to an understanding I wouldn't pay for it and won't have the rights of the house either. That is his biggest payment. We split the rest of expense proportionate to our income till Leia moved back in. She doesn't help financially. I contributed to normal day-to-day expenses, but all baby-related expenses are being met by Sam. If Sam stops working or reduce hours, he won't be able to do all these. I would take up being breadwinner, but we would have to downsize and Leia would at least have to cover all baby-related expenses herself. Neither of them wants that. The conclusion of all discussions were the same. They needed me to stay at home with baby. Sam wouldn't be putting anything to my savings or retirement funds because he won't have funds for that. He also thinks it isn't necessary since I can just go back to work when baby starts school. Long story short, I left. But everything I have in my car and is now crashing at a friend's home. I don't have any rights to the house or any furniture there so leaving was easy. I've booked an appointment with my lawyer. I think this is the best decision I can take for myself. Both Sam and Leia have called me selfish asshole for leaving. I guess it will have to be this way. Kind of ironic that they were calling OP selfish at the end of this when they were expecting OP to sacrifice their career, that they should look after this baby without anything being put into their savings or retirement funds because it's all going towards this baby and Leia by sounds of it. They tried to give Leia so many options such as lesser work hours, career change, nanny, daycare and wasn't accepting anything because it can affect her career and then like just sort of totally disregarding OP's life. And it was just incredibly frustrating and sad to read that OP had to walk out of this situation with basically nothing. I am glad that they did stand up for themselves in this situation though rather than, rather than the alternative of staying there and having to care for someone else's child when you're child free and you'll be the one making all the sacrifices. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Now, before we do get into this next story, I do want to give you a warning that this one is still inconclusive. And a lot of people are like, what the hell is going on in this one? That's why I'm reading it now, because there hasn't been an update in a wee while. I've had a couple of people suggest this one to me, so we're going to cover it as a second story. But it does have updates. It's from Capable Elephant 6355 from the True Off My Chest subreddit and says, Two tampons may mean my marriage is over. I, 29 female, have been with my husband, 30 male, for seven years. Married for four. I've never had reason to suspect he was unfaithful to me or even remotely dissatisfied with our marriage. We like to joke that we're still living the honeymoon phase, nearly five years and two kids in. I wouldn't have questioned that or him were it not for a surprise I found in his car last month. When buckling our daughter into her car seat, I noticed something slotted between the cushions. I pulled it out and saw it was a tampon. This wouldn't have been so unusual had I not had an IUD that has stopped my period for the past year. I didn't even recognize the rapper style. I brought it to my husband's attention and he didn't seem to understand what it was, let alone why I was holding it, until I told him where I found it and why I was almost certain it wasn't mine. He shrugged and said it probably belonged to his co-worker, Fiona. It's not uncommon for my husband to carpool to lunch with his co-workers and we're both fairly close to Fiona and her husband, so I figured it was entirely possible a tampon had slipped out of her purse whenever he had driven them or offered her a ride no big deal. I put it out of my mind until we had dinner with Fiona and her husband a couple of weeks later. I'd sincerely wanted to believe my husband. I just couldn't get over the way he had been tucked in the seat and how my husband had seemed not to have any regard for it whatsoever. Maybe playing dumb. I don't know. I did something that I now feel kind of crazy for doing. I faked an emergency and asked Fiona if she had any tampons while we were out together. She handed me one almost identical to the tampon I found in our back seat, and I breathed a sigh of relief. The tampon there was probably the same tampon here, and in all likelihood, there was an innocent explanation as to why it had been left in the back seat in the first place. I thought I'd seen the last of the out-of-place feminine hygiene products until I found another tampon this morning, this time in my sock drawer. I feel physically ill at the thought of my husband having an affair, even more nauseated at the thought that the woman might have left these tampons out for me to find. If it was my husband's co-worker, why would she give herself away by offering me one the other night? In any other situation, I'd want to talk to my husband about this, but I feel too sick and embarrassed to approach him with what I found. What should I do? Now, I don't even know what to suggest here because people have told me this is like a random one, so I'm not sure what I'm expecting. I've covered so many stories in the past where, you know, the behavior has been explained with some sort of out there reasoning. If it was to go down this whole affair route, is she trying to give you signs, trying to show you in some sort of weird way that it's happening? Is Opie sleepwalking? Who knows? 
made it be weird to go out into the car and do it but she said it's probably not even the same rapper style that she used before so oh my word anyway people was asking op questions they said i've had a period 30 years and never put a tampon in a sock drawer trust your gut and get cameras op says neither have i i've considered so many explanations for the tampons that wouldn't implicate my husband but none of them make sense really i'm terrified to set up a camera if it means confirming what i suspect right now Someone asks, has Fiona ever been over to your house and had time to plant the tampon? Opie says she's been to our house many times and vice versa. To my knowledge, she wasn't over any time in the past week, so if she planted that second tampon, she had to have found a window of time when I wasn't home. Anytime she and her husband visit, we all stay downstairs and you'd have to go really out of your way to make it to our bedroom, i.e. around our dogs, over the safety gate, past other bedrooms... Not saying it's impossible, but definitely tricky to do on a quick bathroom break, I would guess. Someone says, how old are your kids? Could they have found the tampon and put it in a random place? Opie says two and almost four. Both have a mischievous streak, so I didn't want to rule out the possibility of one of them moving stuff around. But I can't imagine how they'd get their hands on one, possibly two random tampons that I never bought. Ooh, another thought that popped into my mind, a story that we covered a little while back about their partner who was moving objects around the house and like gaslighting them afterwards that just popped into my head as well i mean who knows where we're gonna go with this op updates the post and says contemplating every possible source of two tampons has been my personal hell for the past few weeks but i wanted to share an update shortly after posting on here i told my sister what happened the tampon in the back seat and the sock drawer my husband's cluelessness, the tampon from Fiona, and all things I suspected but didn't want to believe. We compared tampons, save for the backseat one I had already discarded, and they were a match, just in different absorbencies. I hadn't left either in a place where my husband or daughters would have found them and moved them around. My daughters didn't know what they were or where they had come from. My sister was convinced it was Fiona, either fucking my husband, fucking with me, or both direct confrontation of either party still seemed like a bad idea so she suggested inviting fiona and her husband over for labor day barbecue unfortunately they already had plans my sister and i agreed that it was too soon for cameras without any other evidence so it was just a waiting game from there watching my husband for any changed behavior there was none a house for any misplaced or foreign items there were none and even the girls for any new friends they might have met my sister's husband was adamant on this last point and partly why he was inclined to believe that the tampons were harmless. If anything had been happening in or around our home, he said it would have been nearly impossible to keep it from me and the girls since my husband was the one taking them to and from daycare and most other activities during the week. I felt a good bit of consolation in that. It wasn't until my younger daughter, two years old, came down with something last week that I felt any differently. I wanted to be the one home taking care of her but my husband insisted that I stay at work while he stayed home with her. I was okay with that. My sister and her husband figured it was a good sign that he would take the time off at a moment's notice. And at that point, we're already beginning to put the tampon fiasco behind us. By the third and fourth day, I was happy to see a nearly healthy child and a husband who was helping see her through it. Towards the end of that week though, I came home to something strange. The toddler that I'd left that morning in an old PJ set was now dressed in a onesie I'd never seen before with a tiny clip in her hair. I can't say I have the sharpest memory, but I have a pretty good sense of what my kids wear on a day-to-day -day basis, and particularly what kind of clothes they wear. 
I'd sworn off the full length sleep snap across the front long before we'd ever had our second. The long snaps were just a pain in the ass and a no-go for efficient diaper changes in my opinion. It's just not something I would dress her in. And my husband knows as much. He doesn't plan for or buy the girl's clothes and he certainly doesn't accessorize them. So I was bewildered and kind of floored at the thought of someone around our sick child without my knowledge. I didn't think twice and I went straight to my husband to ask if anyone had been over to see him or the girls. He seemed confused like before and asked me why I would think that. It had just been him and the kids all day. I asked him again if someone had so much as stopped by to say hello and he denied it. He told me to calm down. I might have lashed out and came forward with the accusations right then and there but our older daughter was in the room and she sensed something was up. In a calmer voice, I asked him a third time if anyone had been around our children. My husband swore that the girls hadn't been around anyone but him. He also denied buying new clothes or doing anyone's hair. With our daughter in the room and my emotions all over the place, I decided to leave it. I couldn't make sense of it then, and it hardly seems clearer now. After I've driven myself half crazy with explanations that aren't adding up. And I've still got absolutely no clue on this whatsoever popped into my head a sister maybe <laughs> i don't know relevant comments on this one to answer a couple of questions op says my two-year-old can only string together a couple of words at a time and when i ask her about time with daddy or her clothes slash bow she answers based on the cues i give her example who gave you that pretty bow and she repeats pretty bow back to me or mama and daddy over and over my older daughter almost four was at daycare that morning and she can't recall anything different from that day doesn't remember the PJ change or the hair clip, so my guess is she was changed sometime that morning, but I'm not totally sure. I have a 45-minute commute to work, so stopping for lunch isn't really feasible. My sister has been kind enough to leave work and drive past a few times here and there, and she hasn't seen anything out of the ordinary. We have a ring camera on the front door, and I've got an app on my phone that with notifications on. Nothing there yet. If anyone has recommendations for more discreet surveillance, I'll be open to it. I'm just the least tech-savvy person and worry another camera will be easy to detect. Lol. Edit. And yes, we have our carbon monoxide detectors tested regularly. Remember that story as well. Someone says, is it possible one of the hair clips came from daycare? Opie says, I could see the hair clip being a possibility, but less likely on the onesie. My younger daughter hadn't been to daycare in days, and if either of them had returned with something like that before, I would have noticed especially since it was the kind of onesie I hate with a passion, lol. And people commented they can't wait to find out the ending to this saga. And Opie says my money's on the Hollywood horror ending, hopefully dreamed up the dogs too, so I can finally stop picking up their imaginary shits and whatnot. <laughs> As I said, at the very beginning, it was inconclusive and it's left me just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but what do you guys make of this situation? What do you think's going on? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved and hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 